Hey everyone, welcome back to my podcast. This is not about your body. I am Jesse Neeland and this is the last podcast of 2021. So if you're listening to this um, <laughs> after the fact, we are heading into the end of the year, heading into 2022. And, you know, it's the whole new year, new you time. So I kind of wanted to address that a little bit. Um, I am personally in a part of my uh, life and mental health journey and physical health journey where I've gotten way, way out of shape, uh, way fallen into unhealthy habits and all of that with the pandemic um, and depression. And so I'm personally really working on improving my health right now. And that's not necessarily in any way related to 2022, but it's certainly, uh, you know, sort of tis the season to check back in with your life, your goals, your body, your intentions. Like this is something that a lot of people do around this time of year. And of course, there's so many toxic messages coming at us from every imaginable direction, from diet culture and fitness and wellness culture. Um, there's a lot of pressure around this time normally to set physical health goals, which are almost always synonymous with weight loss goals for most people. And personally, I've realized that it's actually really, it was difficult at first after sort of adopting a body neutral approach and leaving the fitness and diet culture in my own mind. It was sort of difficult to set goals like this because it it felt really confusing. Like, what am I supposed to do? How, how do I feel good and healthy again without falling into like disordered patterns, you know, and habits? And so things like, oh, okay, well, I need to eat healthier meant falling back into old habits of, oh, I should count macros and I should like make sure I'm getting enough, um, you know, supplements and uh, protein and all these things that I used to do. And I didn't particularly enjoy the way I ate. It was you know, it was okay, but it wasn't very joyful. It was very much focused on trying to be healthy, clean eating, as it were. And I just don't want to do that anymore. But I also don't want to feel like crap and how you eat certainly can make you feel like crap. So I think it was really difficult at first and I've got a really great handle on it now. And I just wanted to like unpack some of that with you. Um, I know a lot of my clients are in the same boat. It's really tough. And if this is you, if you've more or less recently left diet culture or, you know, you're still on the journey to finding body neutrality and it's still a struggle for you, it may be too soon to set health goals that are more physical health oriented because you're still working on mental and emotional health and that is okay. So like, let's say you just adopted intuitive eating in the last year or two, and it's still kind of difficult for you to eat with a a feeling of abundance and not fall into guilt or shame or any of those things around food, then telling yourself, okay, well, I'm tired of eating, you know, Pop-Tarts and, um, you know, SpaghettiOs or whatever, because I those were my food fears that I had to face. And now I eat all the junk processed food or whatever. And now I feel like crap and I'd like to be healthier. It might not actually be time yet for you to shift gears and go back into prioritizing physical health because you haven't gotten that emotional and mental health um, approach down into your bones yet. You know, if it's too soon, it's too soon. And I just want to say that like there were times where I would try to approach this from a physical health standpoint again, and it was too soon for me. I see this happen with clients all the time. They'll definitely be like, 
uh, you know, I'm <laughs> like, I'm sick and tired of resting. I've rested enough. I want to go back to exercise and movement. I miss working out, you know, but maybe they took a break because they had a disordered relationship with exercise and they're trying to heal that or they felt like a really strong drive to be productive and work out every day and, you know, all those things that come from pushing past your body's cues and external ideas of what you should do and be and uh, look like, you know. So when they've done that, eventually, a lot of times my clients will just be like, okay, well, I'm sick of this now. I want to work out. I miss the gym or I miss, you know, going for runs or I, you know, I miss feeling like light and strong and uh, mobile and whatever the thing is you know, it feels good to move, obviously, and it feels good to eat healthfully. And so when you're going through these processes of healing, it can feel like you actually have to give up physical health in order to do the repairing work you need mentally and emotionally. And that's true. You know, it's just true. And a lot of people who kind of criticize or push back against movements like health at every size, this is one of their big things. They're like, you know, health is important. Like you moving into a phase of intuitive eating where you learn how to eat unhealthy foods or whatever for a while is like so bad for you but actually it's really good for you because it's you prioritizing your mental and emotional health and at some point you may be able to shift gears back into focusing on your uh, priority being physical health safely and without disordered patterns you know without anxiety without shame without guilt all that stuff like ultimately it's an investment in your health sometimes to give up um, physical health patterns and behaviors around food and exercise. And that's just how this goes. So if that's where you are, great. Don't stress. Don't force it. Don't push yourself into prioritizing physical health over mental and emotional health until that feels really doable without falling back into these old patterns. Now that said, I am personally at a place, um, where I'm able to do this and also just kind of wanted to share a little bit of what that looks like. Uh, I am actually doing a workshop to Tuesday. So let's see, this comes out Monday. So tomorrow, if you're listening to this the day that it comes out, um, tomorrow I'm doing a workshop um, on this topic because it's I have so much to say about how to approach health goals, fitness goals, nutrition goals, whatever it is, physical health particularly, but really um, overall feeling better goals uh, in the new year or literally any time without falling back into old disordered relationship to food and exercise and weight and body stuff without making your body image worse, without making you feel worse about yourself. Like this is a huge topic and I'm going to share more personally today, but um, you know, I have a, a ton to say about how to approach this stuff with giving yourself the best chance at feeling better and really adopting a holistic approach and thinking of health as mental, emotional, physical, spiritual versus just physical, because that is the unfortunate thing that diet culture, wellness culture, you know, they're, they're not only conflating health with weight, which is garbage. They're also conflating health with physical health, which is also garbage, completely ignoring the effect of mental and emotional health on our health, which means you know, we're, we're put into this incredibly imbalanced place where, you know, maybe we're stressed about food all the time, but because we're eating salads and drinking green juice, we think we're being healthy when actually it would be healthier if we had, um, a really easy relationship with food and ate more French fries and ice cream. You know what I'm saying? So ton to say on that. If you are, um, 
interested, you can come to the webinar or uh, to the workshop tomorrow, or you can just like DM me on Instagram if you want access to it. I might be putting the link up uh, on my website at some point so that you can grab it after the fact when it's recorded. Um, anyway, my own personal journey with this stuff is at the moment coming out of uh, the sort of realization that depression took over and much like, you know, dealing with disordered eating or exercising stuff for me, depression meant, okay, well now I need to focus on my mental health and not so much my physical health. Like it was more important for me to give myself permission to rest and rest and rest, you know, to nap and uh, sleep a lot and uh, watch TV and fall upon my coping mechanisms of like, a lot of scrolling, a lot of comfort food, a lot of really easy food and like ordering, you know, out as opposed to making my own meals, that kind of thing. Versus like trying to work out more or prepare my own meals or any of those things that I had sort of been doing a lot more of previously. And so from that, I ended up feeling really heavy and I, I don't necessarily mean weight gain, although certainly I did gain some weight throughout that time. It's more like heavy in that sort of sluggish way. Like I mean, I was heavy emotionally, you know, heavy spiritually, heavy, heavy in, in my experience of myself, but also heavy physically in the way of like, not as strong, not as mobile, everything just felt hard, you know, going upstairs or uh, walking the hills in my neighborhood or whatever. It was like, oh man, I feel like the weight of me differently. You know, I feel sluggish. I feel out of shape. I'm like huffing and puffing and all that. And then in terms of food, I was, you know, totally aware of that. I'm like eating stuff that doesn't make me feel great. Eating a ton, a ton of sugar. Um, and all of that also just like for a while, that was absolutely the right call. And I do mean for a while, like maybe for like a year, I genuinely believe that some of these mechanisms and behaviors were the healthiest thing I could do because they were getting me through depression. They were helping me survive. They were, you know, bringing myself to a point where I could get through the day. And now I have medication that is helping sort of buoy all of that. So the medication is, is doing its job for the most part. And I'm, I'm okay. You know, I still have bouts of depressive downs. I still have, um, a lot of work to do in that, that part of myself, uh, in therapy, etc. But I am really functional, you know, I'm, I'm sort of okay. And so at this point I've been focusing on getting back into health promoting habits that prioritize myself holistically instead of just my mental health. And that means essentially checking back in with my body and being like, okay, where do I want this to go? What do I want this to feel like? And for the last, I'd say maybe six to eight months, I've been slowly, slowly building up the habits that had fallen away completely. And that, that means uh, at first I was doing like one workout a week, basically. Uh, and then daily walks outside, I would take like a 15 to 20 minute walk in the morning, um, almost every day. And that was it. You know, I was like, okay, well I will just stick with this for a bit and then see where that takes me. Cause I know how it works. Habit building. It's all about sustainability. Had I tried to take on too much too fast, I would have felt bad about myself. First of all, um, you know, made my depressive symptoms probably flare back up and it wouldn't have worked. You know, I couldn't have taken on three workouts a week and walks and, you know, more meal prep. Like I just couldn't have done it. I, I, I needed that time to go really slow and build these habits up, uh, one by one. And that's exactly what I recommend for anybody else to do too. Like this is the work that I'll do with clients who want to shift their habits as well. 
Um, but so from there, I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm getting there. You know, I'm, I don't feel fit. I don't feel like healthy, but I certainly feel proud of myself for sticking to my plan for, you know, half a year. And then in the last month, it's been kicked up even more longer walks closer to like an hour a day. And I started taking Pilates classes while I've been in Miami visiting my partner's parents. And that's just been great. You know, like Pilates is one of those things where you can totally make it hard, but you can also make it fairly easy. Like if you want to take it down a notch, you know, you are sort of laying on your back. It's not intimidating to me. So I I didn't feel the need to skip it versus if I'd had to like go for a run every day or something, I would have just like cried in bed and been like, I can't do it. Uh, This felt doable. You know, it was something that I felt I could show up for. And I did. And so again, I'm building up the habit. I'm also building up my self um, pride, you know, that feeling of capacity. Like, yeah, I've got this. I've basically, you know, worked out, I don't know, five days a week since being here or something like that. And I'm proud of myself and I can see that I'm stronger. I'm getting that positive feedback loop of like every time I go to class, I can do a little bit more. So there's, there's a lot to be said about this slow build. Now, when I'm back in North Carolina, where I live, I won't have the option to do these classes. It's like this really great um, Pilates reformer studio nearby, but I will figure something else out. And that'll be my next phase is like making sure these habits sort of stick at home. Something else I started doing um, maybe two months ago was shakes because I realized I literally (laughs) never eat produce. I was like, oh my God, I used to eat so many veggies. Like I never considered it a a real meal unless there was like half my plate was veggies. This was something I was really diligent about for many years. And then I just, you know, when I stopped making my own meals, I was ordering things like sandwiches or burgers or, you know, stuff with no veggies basically. And so I started making shakes and I'm like, okay, I'm going to add all the fruits. I started experimenting with adding vegetables. I made one shake with frozen cauliflower. That was like the most disgusting thing. I've ever made. It was horrible. Uh, I did not drink it. I threw it away. Um, but like just, you know, some of them were amazing, obviously, uh, just sort of playing with the idea that I deserve to have more micronutrients. I deserve to have my brain powered by, you know, the, the rainbow colored produce of the world. And, and shakes felt like something I could do that was fun and sustainable. And again, it was something that I was doing most days and not to, usually I would use protein powder as well. So that kind of added, the other goal is like to eat more protein. Cause I was just getting so much of like, um, you know, butter and toast or whatever being breakfast. So my blood sugar wasn't as stable. So all of these things were sort of multi-leveled, slow introductions to new habits that made me feel better, both in the short term. Cause I would like drink the shake and be like, yeah, I'm like powering my body with these, you know, greens and fruits and, um, and things like flaxseed and chia seed and all this stuff that I'm like, yeah, superfoods, you know, I feel good about that. Um, and long-term because I would start noticing, okay, I'm getting more fiber. I'm getting more protein. My blood sugar is more stable. My digestion is a little bit happier. Like these are things that are part of my physical health that have nothing to do with diet culture or, um, you know, weight loss or aesthetics. These are things that just are about me feeling a little bit more durable and sort of, easy in my body. Um, and that is really what health is, you know, like we, the goal of health is not to be skinny. Like that is not even healthy for a lot of us. Um, 
But the goal is to to feel good, to feel vibrant, and also to be a little bit more uh, resilient. You know, my immune system, for example, I want to get my immune system to a place where it's a little bit more resilient. Um, I want to improve my ability to focus and think and um, socialize, you know, because my capacity for all of these things, my energy for all of these things has been really low. So I think of it all as this holistic approach to health and things like a shake with veggies and, and fruit in it is one way that I can do that, as is the walks or the exercise that feels, uh, you know, doable to me and not too intimidating, not not making me so uh, stressed out about it that I either procrastinate or feel more stressed about doing it than it's kind of worth, you know. Um, And then so the other aspects of physical health include continuing to let myself rest, a lot of rest, a lot of napping, a lot of sleeping, I sleep a lot. Um, And then also uh, making sure that my mental health is still being prioritized and given as much compassionate space as it did before, which isn't to say that I have the same habits as I did before. But I still eat a lot of sugar, you know, and I'm not trying to demonize that in any way. I let myself eat the sugar. I add the shake. I continue to eat the cookies, you know, like that is how I keep this from shifting over into moralizing because none of this is moral. This is the big thing I talk to my clients about. And like, you know, if you come to the workshop, you'll you'll see me say this over and over. It's key The key to all of this, to the sustainability, to the self-esteem that comes from it, to your ability to both be healthy and feel good about yourself is to stay away from moralizing any of it. And I do mean like any of it. So obviously moralizing food puts you into a disordered relationship with food. We all know that. A moral relationship with exercise, like, oh, I'm good if I go to the gym. I'm bad if I stay home. Like we know that that leads to problems and um dysphoria and dysmorphia and shame and all kinds of stuff but also just like every other aspect of yourself the less you moralize the better you're going to feel and a lot of this time this stuff this time this pandemic time has been people calling upon coping mechanisms that they moralize as bad so they'll be like oh you know I, I shouldn't be doing this but I am and I wish I would stop but I'm not And my take on all that is like, cool, well, clearly you need that right now. And we can talk about what's going on around it. We can unpack it. We can explore it. Sometimes there is some stuff that needs exploring there. And sometimes it's just that you are outside your capacity for dealing with stress right now. And this thing is helping you. And if that thing is a bunch of sugar, then great. (laughs) It's fine. And if that thing is resting and not putting the stress on yourself to work out right now, great. That's also fine. And sometimes it's like, you know, oh, I'm so bad. I should have meditated. I haven't meditated in so long. I haven't journaled in so long or I haven't read in so long. I just watch TV now or I just watch YouTube clips or just scroll social media. Like, okay, maybe there's something to explore there. Maybe you add five minutes of meditation, but you keep all the rest. You know, maybe you journal, but you also have YouTube videos on at the same time. I don't know what it looks like for you, but health, this holistic approach cannot moralize any of it. Because that adds to stress and stress is unhealthy, right? So all of this stuff, as you sort of look at your new year, I encourage you to approach it from a place of all of it makes sense and is reasonable and is okay. And you have an opportunity to check in with how stuff makes you feel, both in the short term and in the long term. And what would it look like to make more health-promoting choices 
to implement more health-promoting behaviors and habits, but without moralizing any of it. It's not, oh, I'm making better choices. I would never say that at this point. Well, I can't say I would never say it because it's probably a habit and it'll probably come out of my mouth, but I don't mean it. You know, it's like, I don't actually buy into that language anymore. It is not better choice for me to drink a shake with produce than it is for me to eat toast and butter. But I can tell you that when I eat toast and butter most mornings, I am missing out on the opportunity to make my digestion happy and my blood sugar stable, right? Like both are fine. Both are morally equal, but certainly one of them leads to more overall health promoting outcomes. And that's what I'm focused on right now because I have the opportunity, right? Because my mental health is in a place where I can. If you are not in a place where you can do that, then that is not better for you. That is not the right choice, right? That's why we can't attach moral significance. Because for one person, eating bread and toast or whatever is like the best thing they could possibly do for themselves and to have compassion towards themselves while they do it, that that is the healthiest thing they can do because they're, they're dealing with something else and this just gets it done and lets them move on and they've fed themselves, you know? So there's absolutely no, um, kind of objective moral code on any of these things, any of these choices. I highly encourage you to explore anywhere that feels like it has moral, Uh, significance to you and if possible unpack it um, do some work to dismantle that for yourself so that you're free because we really need to be free in terms of body neutrality you cannot have moral conditioning or moral connection to any of your choices you just have to be able to say yes I did this thing and it leads to that outcome and that's okay but that's not an outcome that I want to do tomorrow so tomorrow I'm going to do it a little differently that's neutrality, you know? It's really, I I think, kind of laid back. Maybe it makes it all feel very casual as opposed to like the pressing urgency of I was bad today, I need to be good tomorrow. And of course, that is absolutely diet culture's nonsense that has taught us the moralizing of all of our choices and everything about who we are, everything we eat, every way we move. It's like good or bad, better or worse, healthy or unhealthy. I don't even use the language of healthy and unhealthy with my clients because it's morally loaded. You know, I'll say health promoting or um, something similar to that so that you can say, well, which health promoting behaviors can you add to your day without taking anything away so that we're really clear for like two months that you're moving forward towards a more health, you know, um, promoted outcome, but not moralizing or telling yourself that what you're doing already is bad. And maybe that's adding a handful of greens to your, to your smoothie, or maybe that's like swapping out um, one type of movement for another or one habit for another. But a lot of times it's just adding and letting what is there already be there already. Because most people will try to like add healthy things, take away unhealthy things. It's all very moral. It's good and bad. You know, I'm trying to be good and and I'll change out these 10 habits for those 10 habits. And of course it doesn't work. It's not sustainable. Makes them feel like garbage about themselves at a certain point. There's just like, they're so riddled with shame and feeling like a failure because they couldn't uphold all of these habits long term. That now their self-worth is worse and they need more coping mechanisms to, to cope with the stress of feeling like a failure. So don't let that be you in 2022, y'all. Um, I think that's really all I wanted to say about this and sort of share some of my um, personal approach stuff to this new year. I want to also just acknowledge that coming out of 
well, coming up on, I should say, two years of the pandemic is now is a time that a lot of us feel like garbage, but we we are getting to a place where we're just going to be living with this virus, right? Like it's going to just be here and there may be spikes and and downs, but like it is just going to be here. So I think learning what health looks like for you now in this new environment is also a big part of this conversation because it might look different for you now. Maybe you don't feel comfortable being in a gym. So what does it look like for you now? I, I think so many people have fallen into the black and white of like, well, I can't do it the way I used to do it, so I'm not going to do it at all or I don't know what to do at all. And I encourage all of us to think about 2022 as sort of an opportunity to be curious and and reinvent it, you know? Maybe our healthy bodies in this new environment are different than they used to be. Maybe they are founded on different habits and patterns and behaviors or, you know, different movement forms or, you know, different um, uh, food choices or, or sleep options or any of these things. Like maybe it looks different and that's okay. That's great. But I highly encourage you if you've been in that binary of like all or nothing, I can't go back to what I used to do or I want to go back to what I used to do, but now it's getting interrupted all the time because like, you know, different changes in um, the COVID stuff, rules, uh, whatever it is. It may just be true that you are trying to force something that is not going to work for you moving forward. So just bring some gentle curiosity into that. Um, Yeah, and I think that's it. Like I... I am really excited to feel better and I am not moralizing any of this. You know, if I drop all of this tomorrow and I go right back to everything that I did to survive um, my mental health, I would be okay with that because it would only happen if it needed to happen. You know, that's what we get to when we take moralizing out of it is we start to recognize, oh, wow, none of this is self-sabotage. You know, I'm only doing those things when I need to be doing those things. And that's it. Um, I hope that this brings some compassion and kindness and curiosity into your life and your new year. I am wishing you all a wonderful um, new year and happy 2022. Again, if you feel like the workshop is something you'd be interested in, you can come tomorrow or you can reach out to me on Instagram and I will um, get you the link for where to get the recording. And uh Yeah, that's it. I look forward to catching you next time in my New Year's first podcast.